Hey, Tobert. Yo. Liverpool sucks, man. Be a man. Got him. Welcome to $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Varnum. Joining me today, as always, Cookie. Doom, baby. Big Mike. Yeah, buddy. And Ole, 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 Ole. Tobert. Present. Tobert. Uh, present physically, not mentally. Yeah, so, so Tobert, we're going to talk to you for over the next 80 minutes. We're, we're going to try to distract you as much as possible. It's almost halftime. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so Tobert right now, if I can set the scene, Tobert is watching Liverpool against Man City. He is a big soccer fan. Never played a game of soccer in his life. Is that is that true? <laughs> Not professionally, recreationally. <laughs> many, many, many rec games. Did, did you play? I'm a, I'm a Sunday uh, hero. Did you ever play in high school? I tried out in middle school and high school. I was always rejected by the game, and that's how I ended up playing rugby. <laughs> so you were rejected by the game, yet you still, still embrace the game. I still love it. I still embrace it. I would have said fuck it, man, and just never. It's always been a love for the game, but I was just never good enough. There's not a bitterness associated with but, this. But uh, with that pent-up angst, you know, I'm, I'm actually pretty decent on the on the pitch nowadays. What, for soccer? Yeah. I don't yeah, believe it. Uh, do we need to dude, do a soccer? I yes. Scored a, I scored yes. a goal against the UNCW goalkeeper, and he was so fucking mad. The club and scores. it was, what was it? Were, were you with us, Mike? Yeah. We were yeah. balling out. Yeah. So Wait, was I there? This was, yeah, we, you suck. This was this, a couple I, years I, ago. I never played soccer. I was there with you. Yeah, remember we played the UNCW kids, and we came out. We're all half lit. And it's like their club sports team, and the rugby guys came out there and started dropping bombs. Ass. It whooped ass, and we're all half lit, but Palmer gave me I a I was not half lit. Beautiful corner kick, and I scored header, top right corner, man. Beautiful. It was it was wonderful. He was so mad, and I celebrated it obnoxiously and pissed all the clubs. As you should. Yeah. People off. They were so mad. Wait, the so kid's it's like a... nineteen. You're like thirty five. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're thirty five. So your BMI leans towards <laughs> overweight, and you reek like weed, and you reek like marijuana. Uh, so yeah, I would have been pissed too. That yeah, that, that that was a fun day. We we whooped them. I did not have fun. No, Aaron, literally. I am not a soccer player. Aaron's not an athlete. I'm not a soccer player. You're not an athlete. You, you I, suck at every sport but tackling. Yes. And tackling is <laughs> only a component of several sports. I was a, I, I was a decent wrestler. I, I, I am, when it comes to reading tackles, I am decent at that. I feel that I am, I am good, so you're good to at, pretty good. You're good at, at tearing people down. Yes, I am good at seeing where the ball is going, taking an angle, and taking a tackle from that. I am good at reading the the uh, the, the the offense Nothing coming else. at me. Nothing else. Well, that's that was my job. Hey, you have your niche. I'm proud of you. That my niche is being able to take a motherfucker down, <laughs> yes. and I think that that's, that's a good niche because a lot of good athletes comes in handy. aren't good at that. Correct. No, it is a facet of athleticism that. Fewer people are good at. It's an attitude. Tackling is a mindset. And, you know, it's also you just kind of like big and dumb, right? I'll give Aaron. If, if he's got his inhaler nearby, he's a borderline athlete. It's because it's a performance enhancer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Greg Hardy in that, that, that UFC match between rounds. I didn't know who was a performance enhancer. <laughs> uh, all right. So last weekend we had our annual Royal Rumble party. Uh, it was socially distant. <laughs> I didn't get sick. I'm set my window, an open window. I, 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 I open windows. We had fans running. Everybody stayed to their secluded clumps. It was yeah. most of us have had COVID already. <laughs> it was good. I enjoyed it. Now, now that he's saying that shit, it just makes me so, <laughs> in retrospect, so bitter and angry. You guys are like ten feet apart right now. I know, but and like you have a fan running. He has been inside my house <laughs> so many times. You didn't want us to record uh, remotely for continuity. No. No, false, <laughs> false. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so we we had our annual uh, Royal Rumble party. Cookie was not there. Cookie, I'm sorry that you didn't get to experience it with us because I guarantee you the people that you were with were not like as excited 
as when Christian came out or Carlito came out. What, oh, what did so, you do? Oh, dude, in my head, the, the the kid in me just wanted to like jump up and down and be like, oh my God, it's Carlito and it's Christian. They're back and they're they're returning. But I had to keep it to a, oh, that's that's Carlito. <laughs> I thought about you, Cook. When Christian came out, I was like, oh, Cookie just got a little boner. Big big pop for Carlito at at the Mauer House. Yeah, apparently Carlito is now everybody's wet dry. Every female that was there is like now in love with Carlito. And I'm like, this guy was like a pudgy, like mid-tier wrestler when I was growing up. Jack, He looks great. Carlito looks amazing now. And I always liked him. His character was kind of aloof and, <laughs> and was different, but he actually turned out to be a great wrestler. Yeah, uh, it, it was fun, though. We, we had a, some good food. Uh, the Mowers hot dog bar. Hot dog it was bar. great. I love a good hot dog. I like a good hot dog. Uh, what, what did y'all eat, Cookie? Uh, we had pigs in a blanket, which are maybe <laughs> hot dogs. <laughs> Little hot dogs. That's like a baby hot dog. Uh, yeah. We enjoyed that. We had fun. Anything else going on this week? What? What other sort of things, uh, Tolbert? Have you had anything fun? I just I just got back from brunch. That was pretty fun. Haven't did, been out to brunch in months. Where did you go to a brunch? Savore's. Nice. That's, good, good, That's a good place. That's my favorite brunch spot in town. What What did you get? I got. It's called Breakfast Champions. It's breakfast fried. of champions, yeah. or just Breakfast Champions? Breakfast of champions. Okay. It's a fried chicken thigh. Ooh. On top of uh, arepa. On top of oh, oh, of, of what a, a repa? What was it called? Did I say that right? Wait, it's cookie. What is it? Uh, a a, repa? a repa? Is that what he's saying? I don't yeah. know. Okay. On top of trees or gravy. That sounds very good. Sounds amazing. amazing. Yeah. Very good. Very good. How many mimosas? Just, just one Bloody Mary. Just one Bloody. That's Mary. I was going to ask him. Bloody mm-hmm. or mimosa? What's your what's your go to brunch? Uh, yeah. Are you a bloody, I'm a bloody or? I'm a definitely a Bloody Mary guy. I I would a, be a mimosa a, guy. I'm not a mimosa guy. Bloody Marys always give me like a heartburn I that it. I that I hate. Gives you that little bit of heat to kind of help you sweat that alcohol off from the night before. I'm fine with heat. Mm-hmm. It's the the acidity from the tomatoes that gets me. Oh, I love them. I love them. So last night I, I went over to, to Jasmine's uh, house to watch the UFC uh, fight night. It was not a pay-per-view last night. It was a fight night. And uh, I was driving there and I'm driving down Market Street. And I always see like a random like authentic mexican like taco truck oh the one that parks over off market the big one yeah like i just see it years i just see it all the time Mm -hmm. right and i'm driving and i'm like all right i'm gonna pull in i'm gonna get food from there it was the most incredible authentic mexican food i've ever had i've seen that place like Seven people deep waiting for yeah. tacos before. Man. Yeah, I've never been. I've always wanted to stop. I did it last night. I, I, one hundred percent. I got sopas, which yeah. is like a, it's like sopas. An, yeah, sop sopas. It's like an open <laughs> face. No, this this was like an open face taco. It's just like Ooh, a, nice. like a bed of something, and then also had a, a quesadilla, and it was mm. delicious. Uh, mm. I highly recommend if you ever decide to go fully authentic random um, taco truck yep. yeah on the side so, of market on, street on market street <laughs> random taco truck across from the taco bell <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now it's actually a little bit further from the taco bell uh but it was very good i enjoyed it uh mike have you had anything exciting happen this i don't week? really so i finished off the shitty 10 day work work weeks yeah you were you uh, were grinding 10, day, 10 days in a row so i was a real prick the uh the last couple of days at work but friday you're always a real prick yeah but i was the worst but anyway <laughs> friday i went and i got it fitted for a driver i'm super excited about that <laughs> wait wait like you got you get fitted for this yeah so i mean because there's different there's tons of different makers there's uh-huh. tons of different shafts where did there's, you <laughs> how's the word shaft make you like you're doing this on purpose at this point wait where did you go to get- <laughs> there's a local golf shop in town and he grabbed your shaft and- they measured a shaft <laughs> I, actually, I actually gripped several you're different pretty shafts. Average. several different shafts i had to grab for such a big guy, pretty average. <laughs> Looks even more average because I'm so big. Um, so, but no, it's like six four. Six four. I got the giggles. No, but it's like it's super cool. Like you get on this simulator and like these like high speed cameras and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> anyway, and you're swinging your shaft into this camera. Multiple, yeah, yeah. Oh. Trying different ones out and. Uh, 
So I pulled the trigger <laughs> on a custom driver, and uh, I'm pretty oh excited to get it in two weeks. I'm just just keep dropping bombs out on like a golf course. <laughs> I can't even look at you for the rest. The of amount of innuendo. So where where is this in town? Loggerheads. It's a golf shop on off Eastwood. Oh, okay. right, right at the you know where uh, like Racine ends at Eastwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's right yeah. across the street. Right the taco truck. Yeah, it's, it's your <laughs> taco truck that I was at. <laughs> While you're getting your shaft measured, I'm getting a, a cell piece. No, I'm uh, excited. This has got to support local business, man. And I got to get better at golf. So are, are you putting your – you're investing into your golf game Correct. for what ends? What ends? You score better, man. Golf's a great game. I love being out there. But, you know, the equipment has changed so much in the last decade particularly. And the driver I hit currently is 10 years old. Didn't get fit for it. I wanted a golf outing. So if you're going to spend so much time on something. You might yeah. Well. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, I, I spent a lot of time and money doing something. I spent a shit ton of money on this driver, but I, I had some recent gambling winnings that helped uh, you subsidize the cost. of it. Oh yeah. I forgot. Uh, Mike, what, what's it feel like to be like a winner now when I would like to, yeah, I, I think I tweeted it out. I'd like to thank, you know, corn dogs and Bianca Belair for a great Royal rumble. Um, I, I drew some great numbers, you know, normally the early numbers, you kind of just, don't think they're going to succeed this year. Great, great for the early number picks. Dude, I was so pissed. I had when- Shayna Baszler and Bianca Belair, and they were just rocking out. Bianca, I was like, Mike's got it. Yeah, Mike's totally won. got it. I was so fucking. Excited. I was so mad at the end of the Men's Royal Rumble. I had Randy Orton. I'm like, yeah, Randy's <laughs> gonna win it again. Well, yeah, you hit the RKO. You're like, that's it. It's and fun. I yelled and I, I think I screamed and then some and then Jasmine said, "Put the kids," and I said, "Fuck the kids. This is about money." <laughs> And then wow. the edge goes over and Travis, who has historically had the worst Royal Rumble picks of all time. Mighty yeah. Molly. There's some there's some bad ones there's in some there. Real bad ones. Um, and it, the, <laughs> Travis always gets like half half doink three. <laughs> half the so fun bad. of the Royal Rumble is normally seeing the shit picks that Travis gets and is so his defeated face. <laughs> and him having to explain to his wife while they're not coming home with money. That night. <laughs> You spent 20 bucks to eat hot dogs at Mike's house. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, so it, it was – I think Cookie had some pretty crappy picks this year, too. Cookie, who did you get? Who did you pick? I had Rhea Ripley in the women's. That was so not a bad pick. That was that was, I was so pissed when Mike went over. I was like, God damn. Yeah, so Rhea Ripley in the women's, and then in the men's, I had I had trash. I think I had Carlito and Christian. I think he did, too. Yeah, which, but, which is a great like it, it feel good, but you know he ain't going over. Exactly, yeah. I was like, damn it, they're not. <laughs> well, he, well, he went over the top rope. Yeah, yeah. So, Cookie, what kind of uh, announcements? Uh, what what kind of life affirming things are you about to tell us? Cookie's doing a little cookie dance right now. Cookie, tell me, man. Oh, three years in the making, and my good news this week is that I finally secured an interview for grad school. Nice. University of Denver. And it is, uh, dude, I am just so ecstatic right now. What what program, Cookie? Sports and Performance Psychology. Interesting. So so is your analysis of professional wrestling week after week, Mm -hmm. is that going to come into some of your sports psychology? It's it's definitely going to come into part of it. Are you going to tell people to hit people with chairs? Are you going (laughs) to like. I'm going to tell people to throw the chair. See what you do is like Teddy Long. (laughs) Yes. Um, So what 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 exactly does this interview entail? I I got into grad school without an interview. Wow. (laughs) Please explain why why this is an important thing. So uh, this is going to be like a thirty minute interview, and I'm going to interview with faculty, other students that are in the program as well. And, uh, you know, I have to write a little, you know, five minute just synopsis of why I want to go to Denver and uh, without using the words marijuana. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Precisely. Will, will there be a cookies top four and then a cookie rating of whatever you speak of? Yes. There's a there's definitely going to be a top four. I can't wait to bring this back to the podcast and tell you guys what uh, what I've experienced. Webster's defines sports psychology as. Excuse me, I got my 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 card scrambled up. I think you're going to do great, Cookie. You've become a a an orator here on this podcast. Um, what what's your confidence going into this? My con- oh, I'm high. My conf- well, not high literally, but I am. I uh, figuratively, I I think very 
highly of myself. So I think I'm very confident going into this. You, so you do realize that like we've had enough technical issues getting you on the podcast in a timely manner from Charlotte. How are we going to do that with a couple hours difference? Yeah. Well, no, a couple hours. This is Denver, North Carolina. This is not Denver, Colorado. This is the Look, University of Denver, North Carolina. No, this is Denver, Colorado. Oh, no. Is not going to be a time zone? Dude, uh, the first thing that when I told my dad, I was like, hey, I got in. I got an interview. He was like, you need a new computer. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. do. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, go ahead and get me that. Make sure you change your uh, Zoom name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't see a Seymour Jugs in our itinerary today. Is this? Is this no, it's new? all part of the psychology. Right, right. So, Cookie, congratulations. Uh, how's work going? Work is work is work. I mean, it's a job, but you're I'm making money. Work. So, it, it, it's what has to happen, right? Exactly. I got to make money, man, to afford this this lavish hair that I have right now. This blonde blonde in my hair. Wait, wait, Cookie, did you take out your braids? They're coming out, yeah. I'm about to take them out. So are you going yeah. back to uh, OBJ? Uh, yeah, for a week I'm going back to OBJ, so you will probably see me as OBJ next week. All right, sounds good. Uh, anything else? Do, do we I, We can kind of segue into the wrestling portion, I believe. Uh, so this week we, we got the news that Butch Reed, a professional wrestler uh, passed away, and uh, he was a very prominent African-American professional wrestler and a hoss, a big old hoss. Good transition. So I felt that this week we could watch three Butch Reed matches to kind of have us dip our toes into Black History Month and transition out of hoss month. Huh? Yeah. Good. So convenient Good. that he died for you, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy Butch Reed's work. I'm actually You're wearing, wearing a Doom shirt. I'm yeah. wearing a Doom sweatshirt right now. Um, right. Butch Reed's pretty badass, and I think that like also this week being a Super Bowl, um, we could we could briefly touch on that that he was a part of the Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl team that is playing today. Not a part of the current Kansas City Chiefs, but. He was a, uh, a, a roster member back in the 70s. Uh, Butch Reed's a big boy. He is a hoss. And, and just thinking about, like, the impact Doom and Butch Reed alone had in professional wrestling. Uh, Cookie, what, what does it mean seeing two big dudes coming in the ring uh, in, in one Ron Simmons and Butch Reed what what does a skinny ass white boy gonna think when when he's tagging against these motherfuckers? Dude, it's uh, it's a sight to see to see these two just like mega powers. I'm gonna use mega powers. Fuck it. I mean, Butch Reed and Ron Simmons, two all Americans. I'm, I'm they are all Americans, right, Aaron? Uh, I don't think Butch was, but he made it to the NFL and I don't think Ron really did. So, okay. Well, two phenomenal athletes watching these two just gargantuan people walk in and look the Steiners in the eye and say like, I'm, I'm more of a badass than you guys are. And Mike, what do we think about Michigan, by the way? Uh, We hate Michigan. Exactly. So I'm, all on the side of doom michigan thank you yes that's yes that's this that's exactly what i wanted to hear fuck michigan butch reed ron simmons doom and sugar ray teddy long baby they it was just a phenomenal marriage of people right there is all i got to say so his career actually spanned all over the territory system he became a huge deal in uh the the mid-atlantic and also mid-south area and and we get to have a match with tolbert uh later on uh as he was hacksaw butch reed but um let's go ahead let's talk about these matches all right for the first matchup of the evening Big Mike, you have got a fun one. You have got a singles match with Butch Reed against Ric Flair. Correct. Um, Stipulations for this match. Well, first, 
Clash of Champions 13, November 20th, 1990, Jacksonville, Florida. Mm. <laughs> Jacksonville. Jacksonville, you know what? Have you ever been to Jacksonville? I've driven through it. It is an epicenter of pro wrestling, apparently. I uh, I dated a girl in Jacksonville. Uh, like, she, she her family was from Jacksonville. And I, I sp- spent some time there in Ponte Vedra Beach. Jacksonville's one of the most boring cities I've ever been to in my life. I, I've, I've gotten the vibe that Jacksonville is similar in a sense to like Myrtle Beach. Like it's just kind of like the trashy beach. Not town. as trashy. Not as trashy. And I've lived in Myrtle Beach. So I, I can safe to say like it's safe to say that that I know Myrtle Beach. <laughs> um, anyway, so it's Ric Flair versus Butch Reed. Uh, the stipulations for this match uh, has been discussed. Teddy Long is, you know, the mouthpiece for Doom. And he has created this match with the idea that if if Doom wins, they get uh, Ric Flair's limousine and a sixty foot yacht. That's a that's 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 good. The um, if Flair wins, Teddy Long has to be his chauffeur for a day and a rematch at the and they, and, the, and the, yeah the Horsemen get a rematch for the tag titles at Starcade. Starcade. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're coming into this. Originally, we didn't know who, who was going to be who. So they flip a coin, and we find out it's going to be Butch Reed. They flip a coin, we find out it's going to be Ric Flair. Who was the other option? Um, shit. Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson. <laughs> what are you doing, Mike? Look, I'm, I'm terrible with names. and I You can, love Arn Anderson. I do love Arn Anderson. I see. I can, I saw his head. I mean, I, I'm just bad at this. I'm not a good. No, you're not. I'm not good at this. This is why I don't do this professionally. Yeah, you that's why I'm on a shitty podcast. Yeah, that's why you're on a shitty podcast. Um, so we match starts out. I just want to point out, Ric Flair must have been feeling the Black History Month vibe because that man was as dark as Butchery. He. <laughs> <laughs> was very tan he was very tan you're right i was thinking that uh (laughs) and then um the other thing that i I catch early and i'm not a pimple popper (laughs) but rick flair has one on his back that i did not notice that looks like it is ready to go um (laughs) so i know like 50 percent of the population are pimple poppers not one no i'm not one either but i i know that somebody out there wanted to squeeze rick flair's back i can tell you uh the other day uh jasmine and her sister Decided to put on Dr. Pimple Popper Ooh. MD at the house. Oh, dude. I was in the living room area. I saw it. I almost vomited and like I had to leave the room. It that show makes me more uncomfortable than anything. I can see people. I can see Terry Funk bleed out and be <laughs> completely fine. I can see it. But once I see like white stuff coming out of somebody's skin i'm done you should see the instagram it's i'm done no i'm done instagram's even better i'm done i can't watch that you're watching like the bot fly larva videos on youtube i can't watch those those fuck me up too i have something called like it's like tryptophobia i have a fear of holes holes. (laughs) yeah small holes uh that's why i'm still a virgin Uh, (laughs) (laughs) just kidding uh no so (laughs) no he's he's not (laughs) get that low-hanging fruit yeah. right there. <laughs> no like like it just weirds me out i i don't know i can't look at stuff are, are you feel do you feel that way too cookie yeah dude I, have you seen the examples for that yeah, it, it makes me un, like i can feel it in the on the back of my head yeah. like whenever it's, i, I it's, 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 i'm just gonna tag like it. Aaron and a bunch of please don't no, <laughs> yes, yes. please don't please all right don't. <laughs> anyway there. back to the wrestling <laughs> um i mean this is Ric Flair is not a hoss at this point. No. He was a hoss at one point, but uh, he, they're battling like it's a hoss match. I, I think Ric Flair at this point is like peak Ric Flair the worker. Yeah. And, and you know, besides Terry Funk, Ric Flair is one of the best sellers in the game. Phenomenal. Um, it starts out early. Butch Reed is literally just dropping bombs, like jabs, hooks, and Flair is just selling them, selling them like it's a rough and rowdy fight, man. Did you guys see that knockout on rough and rowdy? No. <laughs> We didn't watch that this weekend too. Anyway. um, (laughs) And so flares is, you know, butch reads going over and it's hard for like, I know the horsemen are supposed to be heels, but I feel like they were playing doom up his heels too. A little bit. Um, And so it it was just kind of an interesting beginning of the match. It's not a long match. Um, And, you know, there's obviously back and forth at one point reads dropping chops. Like he's Ric Flair, dude. 
they were amazing. Like those those might have been the three. Like it's, it was a series of chops in the corner. Flair chops Reed. Reed reverses it and chops Flair. Reed's chops might have been better than Flair's at that time. The, the sound it was sounded amazing. And I and I don't know if it's like a like Flair's like got that work chop and like obviously it's still gonna hurt, but like he's trying to hurt. It looked like Reed was just palm in his chest. Yes. Um, he gets a couple of those moves where he like puts Flair over his fucking head and just tosses him like a spear, like incredible. What? Why are, you, why are you making that face? <laughs> this is what he did. He fucking tossed him. All right. All right. Jesus Christ. Um, and, and honestly, I actually liked the match about three quarters of the way through. It's just Flair and Reed, like the guys on the outside. Teddy Long's like talking shit and whatever, doing his thing. He's talking shit to Jim Ross at one point about the uh, chauffeur outfit. Yeah, yeah. And then he, what did he say? Like, I think that the chauffeur outfit is actually fitted towards you. And then whoever... I think it was was it Paul Heyman? I think was the. Uh, it, it didn't sound like Paul. It was Paul. Was it, it was it was Paul Heyman was on the color commentary and he said, "Well, uh, that chauffeur outfit must be extra, extra, extra large for Jim Ross. Poor Jim Ross. Yeah, poor Jim Ross. Fat shaming Jim Ross. Paul Heyman, fat shaming Jim Ross. Well, he, he, he Paul Heyman was tiny back then. Um, and so you know, it's just your typical eighty late eighties, early nineties, just back and forth, good stuff. Um it really kind of starts devolving a little bit where, you know, dirtiest player in the game gets some ref distraction, tosses Reed over the top rope, which is, you know, illegal back then. Uh, that allows Arn to get some heat on Reed and really kind of get some work in on him. Um, and you re- I liked the finish to this because you weren't really sure how it was going to go because Ron Simmons starts like kind of getting in. And that's where it was like, I didn't really know who the face and who the heels were. Um, kind of, and I'm still trying to figure it out pretty much the whole way through the match. You know, I think that it was like a, a lesser of two evils almost. I think Flair is like the the end game boss in in all of NWA. Like he he is the ultimate heel at this point, and and I think that Doom being able to get one over on him every once in a while was kind of like a face move for them. Gotcha. And uh, so ultimately, we get this spot where Flair's in the center of the ring. And Reed goes to the top corner, hits a flying shoulder tackle from the top rope. It was the only move from the top rope the entire match. And it looked devastating. It, it was pretty cool. Can you imagine like 300 pounds of just pure muscle? No. Flying off the top rope and just checking your, your shit right no. in the chest. No, it, it, it looked good. He flew like, and when we're saying that like Flair was, it was not the center like he was closer to the other side of it the was, ring. It was it was wild. It, it was like a ten. It was a great leap. spot, and apparently that's how Doom won championships yep. earlier um, in the year or something like that. And uh, but at the time that this happens, Teddy Long's got got his little yappy mouth going, and the referee's distracted. That allows Arn to come in, beat up Butch a little bit, and um, but then you get Ron Simmons jumping in the ring doing his shit. Um, in a way, it was very kind of close to Cookie's finish. Um, and so I don't want to get them too confused. Right. But obviously, Ric Flair knows how to go about these things. And um, just the timing worked out where the ref was distracted and it favored Flair. And he's like, knocked the fuck out. But he manages to get on top of Reed. One, two, three. Horsemen go over. And I think... I. When we're talking about this match, I, I think one of the coolest things is Ric Flair is so good at making you believe that he can lose. Yeah. And throughout that match, you see him selling the, the big chops. You're seeing it. He has one of the best flare flops ever in this matchup where he, he takes a couple steps and, and does the flare flop yeah. after taking a couple things. Him, Butch Reed at one point puts a figure four on Rick. Yeah. Flair. Yeah. And, and what I liked about this is, you know, whenever somebody hits somebody else's move, the announcers always hype it up is like, Oh, they're hitting his move. Like he's the only one that knows how to get out of it or like how to work against it. And he never does. Right. It, it takes, it takes Arn Anderson pulling Rick Flair's arm to the corner rope. And then Rick um, wrapping his arms around the rope. And then I actually, I, I I'm going to harken back to the rough and rowdy spot here. So when they're do- breaking up the figure four, R- Flair's got the rope. He's shaking it, and the referee's trying to get Reed to let go. Reed's not letting go. So the referee goes over to Reed, and he starts pulling his hair. Right. 
to get him to relax. And at the rough and rowdy fight on Friday, there was there's a bit kind of like this. There's two little people boxing. <laughs> Always. <laughs> and <laughs> okay. And you know, it's on the ropes. You got, they, he got the, the referee goes to break it up and he just picks the little guy up and moves him. <laughs> the announcer's like, dude, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think Nick Patrick was going to do that with, with Butch Reed. No, no, but uh, but it looked like Reed was about to go after him. And, uh, they, you know, luckily the referee did let it go, even though Reed kind of like punked him out a little bit afterwards. Uh, it's just, yeah, it was just great. The other thing I liked at one point when, when Reed was throwing the, the punches, and I, and I don't know why this doesn't happen more in kind of like squash matches and wrestling where, you know, they're throwing these strikes and occasionally, I mean, you saw it at the UFC, the guy got knocked out with that knee in like 12 seconds. Yes. Um, where it's like somebody gets a strike and just black out like done. It's over. And Reed hits Flair with one and Flair does just this complete dead man flop mm -hmm. and is laying on the ground. You're like, Oh shit, man. He just knocked Rick Flair out. Um, I feel like that could be used a little more in wrestling. Um, but yeah, it's so believable that like at that point I was like, oh shit, is Flair like? Yeah, and I think KO'd? also at one point like it it it's the spot where Butch Reed pins Flair for like a ten count. Yeah, you classic. know, and yeah, it, it's it's like a classic spot of like he has the ability, he has the wherewithal to beat this guy. It's just the circumstances aren't right for him to win this match. And, and the crowd was all into this match. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a Ric Flair match in 1990. Like, they're going to be into it. But um, it was just it was just awesome. It was great work. Believable. Perfect time. It was like 13 minutes. It was it was a good, good little thing. I, I put in the, you know, the, the, the pre-match storyline. I know you like stories. I, well, I like to I like to be invested a little bit. I need to know that Teddy Long does not want to be the chauffeur. He does not. He wants that Rolls Royce limousine and he wants that yacht. A 60 foot yacht. Yeah. Mike, uh, tell me about your social media this week. Oh, I don't know. So this, I think this spot's dead. I mean, what Tolbert's still at like one forty-six. Aaron got a couple follows, and then you know more sex bots unfollowed us. So we're like three hundred six. Like it's literally this is this has been we're a dead thing. Well, then come up with something else. I, I'm tired, come up with something I'm tired else. of having to be the creative genius of this podcast. <laughs> I I feel like all my creativity is spent, Mike. Why? Because you shoehorned in a Butch Reed segment to transition us out of Hot Month? <laughs> he died for us. <laughs> I will say, shout out to Butch Reed. Apparently, he was a huge Keith Lee fan. Really? And uh, on Instagram, they made it known that Reed was not able to reach out to Lee because it was a sudden death. I think he had like two heart attacks in the span of like two days. Well, they said that he also got COVID in, in mid-January. So his family are, are thinking that, that these are COVID related. For sure. I mean, it's an inflammatory disease and you're seeing a lot of that stuff with some of these people. Like a lot of our hospitalizations are re are people who had COVID a yeah. long time ago and are still dealing with this stuff. But anyway, um, apparently he was a huge, huge Keith Lee fan. And I knew that going into this match, I had not actually seen any kind of Butch Reed work. Um, and, you know, as soon as I see him, I'm like, oh, yeah, no shit. This guy loves Keith Lee. Like they're literally built the same. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Shout out to that. Did you, you you enjoyed your foray into into butchery? Yeah, I didn't get to watch Tolbert's, but I enjoyed Cookies, so I'm excited. Tolbert's to hear what, is interesting. I'm excited like to hear what life. Cookie has to to say about his against those fucks from Michigan. Fuck those guys. for the strong style uh cookie you have got one doom against the steiner brothers damn right i do man and this is my first doom match so i've never seen doom no, no 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 cookie you never actually seen? reviewed a doom match on this show it was a street fight between doom and arn anderson and oh. Barry Windham, and you gave it five cookies. I do. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I apologize. I apologize. You Which is the follow-up to Mike's match. You are right. I definitely did do that. Um, so, yeah. So, we'll ignore that first part. We'll cut that out here. Just cut that out. Um, no, that's, that's we're, it. We're live. We're live. Pal. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, let me break this down to you guys. On, the, on a more serious note, and I don't get serious that often, so pardon me, but I want to break it down real quick. Positive representation is extremely important in the media for all cultures. Let that sink in because people subconsciously build judgments from these representations, especially those people who are in more rural areas of the world. 
And there are plenty of examples that I can throw out. I'll use one, Muhammad Hassan. I don't need to get into it. Everyone knows the story about that. My point is people of all ages watch wrestling. And if narrow-minded people are only presented caricatures of other cultures, it's only going to make their judgment worse, period. Thank but you, Cookie. That was deep, man. Thanks, man. I don't think I was ready for that. I, was, I, I wanted a fart joke, but instead we actually got like a really good thought. That's a lot of psychology there, Cook. Yeah. I had a, psychology. Down. Now, Cookie, uh, if you were a child. Yes. My age, I'm seeing like because I, I do remember Doom as a child. Yeah. And I do remember seeing these big motherfuckers come out and look like a million bucks, get wins. But I'm white and, and, and it's it's cool, like for yeah. me. But what would it have meant to you growing up seeing this kind of positive representation? To watch those two guys do that and to do it at their, at their level and to be football players and to transition into wrestling and stuff like that, to know their background. I mean, it would have done wonders for me, man. I may have, I may have been like, I want to be those guys when I was growing up. You know, I, I, would, I may have jumped into wrestling a little earlier. Who knows? <laughs> but, I mean, when you see a – when all you're seeing are people like – and I hate to use these examples, but this is what I saw growing up. I mean, you're seeing people like Shelton Benjamin, who is a phenomenal athlete, MVP, phenomenal athlete, and they get to – halfway they get right there at the halfway point and they just can't break that barrier to get to the top yeah they just can't Even it like does booker something t, to you right it does well, booker t was a multi-time okay. world champ i love booker but booker was my only example i like that, that he's the only person like and, and i don't i don't really count the rock because they talk about his Samoan <laughs> background rookie? I don't I can't count them because all they do is talk about his Samoan background. If we're going to be right. honest about it. Yeah. They talk about how he's high chief Pia might have his son. And, you know, they hype that shit up, but they don't really talk about the other side of it. You know, it is what it is. And I get what they're trying to do. But it's the same thing with Kofi Kingston. We'll use him as an example. Kofi Kingston was fucking Jamaican until his title run. Mm -hmm. And then he magically became Ghanaian. He became he's a child of Ghana. He's our first Ghana champion blah 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 he is he is the the pedestal he is on the pedestal now and look at him now you know what i mean like i just feel like there's a discrepancy there well, and cookie i'm glad i didn't make the meme i was gonna make then because I, I was gonna make a meme and, and tweet it where it's like this is what cookie thinks he looks like and have a picture of butch reed and <laughs> this, is what, this is what cookie actually looks like in, like a but I laugh. or something <laughs> well i mean like if, if we're thinking about it cookie that representation was also a thing back at that time. Think of the, the Ugandan oh. giant and, and, and oh, characters yeah. like that. So when you finally get somebody like Ron Simmons and Butch Reed who come in and actually make a big, like, impact on the, the professional wrestling world, I mean, shoot, Ron Simmons is one of the first African-American NWA heavyweight champions. It's a badass accomplishment, man. It's so cool. And I love, I love seeing stuff like that, especially like this match I thought was so cool. Um, it just because like for a moment I was like, oh my God, they went over on the Steiner brothers. Like they went over on the standard when it comes to tag team wrestling. And then to get a yanked out of the, you know, yanked out under from you, it's just like, I want more now. So now I want more, I want more doom matches and I, I don't think I've seen the match where they've actually won the tag team titles. I don't think I've seen that match. I can try to find that for you. Okay. Because that, I mean, honestly, that would be really cool too. I mean, this stuff is happening in like Ron Simmons won in what, 92? Yeah. He was the first African-American WCW champion. That's crazy to me. And then if you think about it, and I've thought about this a lot, I'm like, okay, it went Ron Simmons and then it went The Rock. And then you, you can throw an R-Truth in there because he won the NWA title. And then Kofi Kingston. That's four people that I can think of off the top of my head. But who else? Booker, and that's about it. Booker. I'm sorry, and I apologize. Booker. Booker won in the 90s as well. That's five. That's it. Wild, right? It's crazy. It's crazy to think about that. You know? What did you think, and this is a little bit off topic, what do you think about Bianca Belair? 
I like winning her. the rumble and, and her representation. I do. I think there, I think there's something's changing and I love it. And I realized that once MVP came back and then did the whole hurt business thing. And I was like, Oh, that's different. And then I start to see Bianca Belair start to make rumble Sasha Banks. And I'm like, okay, maybe something is really changing. And then Kofi Kingston happened. And I'm like, okay, there might be onto something now. So I think we are in the midst of a transition and this is a really cool period to, you know, to be a young African-American and watching wrestling. Good. Especially someone like Bianca Belair, who is so original. I mean, the EST of WWE, phenomenal gimmick. I love it. She's going to put the EST in WrestleMania. I was like, wow, you you really are onto something right now. It's beautiful, man. It really I mean, is. I, I even think we talked about her last year when she made her Rumble debut. And I'm like, you and I, and I think all of us were like, there's something special with her that I think that yeah. that th- she is a very marketable person. She's beautiful. She's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. And and she has got charisma. People just want to root for her. It, it is a good thing that they've got going on with Bianca right now. A hundred percent. And then, you know, you can flip that coin and look at AEW and see that girl Jade. And all of us Ooh, are like, mm, Jade. holy mm. hell. <laughs> mm. <She's> something. <laughs> But but, but <laughs> Jade's hot, man, and she is scary hot. Scary, hot. <laughs> yeah, like she'd kick her ass. Like Rhea Ripley, hot, but the black version. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, god damn. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, yes, mommy. Yes, yes. But okay, enough of that. Let's get into some more wrestling. Um, let's talk about Doom. Ron Simmons, Butch Reed. Talk about trendsetters. You talk about breaking boundaries. You talk about positive influences. Ron Simmons, first African-American WCW champion, second African-American to be a world champion, period. Butch Reed, the swagger. He's one of the first black wrestlers that I've ever seen dye their hair blonde. I think he yeah. came before Coco. Beware who did it. I'm not sure. Do you know, Aaron? I, I don't. I actually, I, I think that they, they were around the same time. So, like, yeah, Butch Reed, kind of a trendsetter. Yeah. I mean, and then opposite side of the ring, you got the Steiners. They are the epitome of tag team wrestling. I got to, I got to, you know, hype them up a little bit, I guess. White bread tag team wrestling. 525 combined, combined weight totals, all Americans at Michigan, the standard, they have their work cut out for them though, because they are going up against not only Butch Reed, not only Ron Simmons, but you got Sugar Ray, Teddy Long, baby. Holla. Holla, holla. Let's get to the countdown, Aaron. Cookies, top four. Number one. Fucking Ron Simmons hitting those ropes, man. He hits those ropes hard. Those shoulder blocks come straight out of Florida State. And when Scott power power slammed Ron with ease, I was shook. The crowd came out of their seats. And then Rick Steiner gets uh, gets under Ron and hits him with an overhead suplex. I mean, that's all all legs, man. That's all muscle to get that man over your t- over the top of your head and make it look easy. It's beautiful. They are some meaty boys. Number two. Okay, so I'm not gonna lie. Doom lost the first half of this match. Steiner had the Steiners had their number until Butch Reed threw Steiner to the outside, landed on the shoulder. Uh, and right now, I just want to point out that. JR gives a gives Doom a new nickname. He calls them the Ebony Destroyers. <laughs> the Ebony Destroyers. The, the Ebony Destroyers. And I immediately started singing Ebony and Ivory. So, Aaron, if you could, I, I just want to do a duet real quick of you, me and you. Ebony and Ivory. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I can't say Ebony sing. and Ivory come together in perfect Harmony. I think that's all right. it. <laughs> that is all of that. Anyway, also during this time, while Scott is getting stomped in the corner by Hacksaw Butch Reed, Rick Steiner is in the ring just drawing at Ron Simmons. No tag rope. Referee needs the real in Rick Steiner. I mean, it's looking like pre-FTR AEW tag team wrestling out there, Aaron. A mess. It's looking like a mess. What's going it's on? With a NWA? mess. What's going on? Ugh. Number three. Ron Simmons' spine buster is one of my favorite moves. It's like a pendulum. He almost does like a back body drop, and then at the last minute, he turns it into a spine buster. Dirty, man. 
fucking disgusting. That popped the crowd too, like hard pop. Oh yeah. And then how do you follow that? But of course it won a Butch Reed's concussive knees to the head. Fucking Jesus Christ. That should have been the match. It should have been, but it wasn't. <laughs> no, it was not. I can't. Is that number four? I, I just, I just want to say that I'm pretty sure that's the the knee that in my head I said that just buries Kenny Omega's V trigger. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like his little <laughs> tiny ass chicken his, leg. His bitch has to be trigger. No, you Butch Reed, who's like over probably 300 pounds, just coming at you full force, hitting those ropes, and then kneeing you right in the jaw. Gnarly. Out. Gnarly. Out. Done. Number four. No three. This is three. Cookie. Is it three? No, it's not. No. Nope. Wait, it's number four. Where's your 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 uh, honorable mentions? Uh, because it kind of goes hand in hand. I was gonna kind of go blend. All them right, number them. four. This match was amazing. The final sequence was dope. You get Steiner with his uh uh what's it the Hurricane Rana? It's not a Hurricane Rana. Frankensteiner. The Frankensteiner. Frankensteiner. All right, he hits him with the Frankensteiner. And Reed breaks it up at the last minute. Then you get other chaos. Scott's punching Ron in the corner, and Butch Reed's getting rolled up. Even though he isn't the legal man, nor is Rick. I just want to point that out. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how this was happening, but he rolled him up, and the ref was about to start counting. Teddy Long comes in. Sugar Ray, Teddy Long, who can knock out Paul Ellering any day. Those are his words, not mine. Knocks Rick Steiner out with his glove, his boxing glove, and we have new champs. We have new champions. Doom, little old Cookie over here is excited. But, oh, no, Paul Ellering comes out in his beat it jacket, his <laughs> Michael Jackson style jacket. I don't know. Is Paul Ellering the, the uh, manager for the Legion of Doom? Yes. That guy? Yes. Fuck that guy, Aaron. Because you know what he does? He snitches. He snitches, snitches on Teddy snitches. Thank you. I was just going to ask you that. What do stitches get, Aaron? One more time. Snitches get stitches. No, they don't. They get a, a chair thrown at them by Sugar Ray Teddy Long. They get a chair thrown at them at the end of the match by Sugar Ray Teddy Long because at the end of the day, the fucking snitch won. He snitched out on Teddy Long. They have to give up the titles. Uh, Nick Patrick, who's the referee, switches the decision, gives it to the Steiner brothers and all their Michigan glory, and they go over on Doom, unfortunately, for this match. And one more time, Mike, can you just tell us what we think about doing? I'm sorry, what we think about Michigan? <laughs> Fuck Michigan. Thank you. Ugh. Sugar Ray Teddy Long, flat hat, the perm, the boxing gloves, a.k.a. peanut head Teddy Long. Fuck yeah, I, I, is that <laughs> racist? That. Is peanut head racist? Peanut head is not racist because I know my, my cousins called me when I was little called me peanut head. It's a thing. It's just a thing. If okay. You got a tiny because he kept saying that, and I was like cringing every single time he said that. I mean, yeah, it's just a nickname. I mean, it's, I think it's just to make fun of him. Yeah. He means, he got, the crowd was chanting it. <laughs> it's, it's a term of endearment. I mean, Ed, Tolbert has a peanut head. I've never told him that, but he does. <laughs> <laughs> Tolbert, uh, do you, you have any Katie. response to this? No. No comment. Love you, Tolbert. <laughs> I'll give this match, Aaron. I give it five cookies, man, because five I was excited. Cookies? I was I was excited even for that finish. Actually, I'm sorry, four cookies. I four cookies. Okay, that, because that's of that, because of that finish. Because of the finish, but it kept me. I was excited from start to finish just to watch this match. So it was exciting. It was a great match. It's time for Tolbert. We are we are getting into the last eleven minutes of this soccer game. We are tied one one. We are tied one one. So soccer games are ninety minutes. Right? Oh oh oh! Fuck it. Sorry. We're fine. Then. We're fine. We're completely fine. This is a short match anyway. Uh, Tolbert, tell me about Josh Lentz against. Uh, <laughs> You're gonna say it. <laughs> Josh Lentz against Hacksaw Butch Reed in a, a football helmet on a pole match. I don't know if Josh listens. He probably doesn't. Um, he likes everything that we do on social media, so that's <laughs> yeah. all that we ask for. But uh, he does. It's eerily similar to Jim Abel <laughs> Knight. Do you think he looks more like him when, when Jim's younger? Uh, no, he looks more like him uh, in the WWF days. Okay. 
So, God damn it. Anyway. <laughs> Did they just score again? It was offside. offside. It was offside. 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 All fine. right. We got a flag. Whew. Saved by the uh, saved by the line judge there. Anyway. Yes. And I tell him this often. I always try to get him to dress up as Jim. And, and uh, grab his for, beard. For Halloween. It would be great. I would get a wig. I'd go as Bret Hart. <laughs> you have to cut your beard. I, I would. I would do it for that. <laughs> okay, good. It grows back quick. Anyway, so this is uh, Butch Reed versus Jim Name or Jim Neidhart at the moment because right. this is old school, I, this is 1984. And I love the guy was like Neidhart. Neidhart. <laughs> he called him Neidhart the whole time. So this is a Mid South. Yes. Um. Yeah, this is a football helmet uh, match, and Mid South had a bunch of like crazy matches like this. You know, there's always something going on, some kind of gimmick. Did they have the coal miner glove? Or is that somebody else? So that was more of um, not Mississippi. What? What? Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee did that because Pokemon. Tennessee's more of a, a mining region. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, stipulations of this match: there's a, a pole in one corner of the ring, and there's a football helmet at the top of this. Looks to be about a twenty foot pole. And yeah, it's, it's high. It's, up. It's, it's up there. Yeah, um, and you have to retrieve the helmet and then pin your opponent with the helmet on so at first i was like oh first person to grab the helmet wins you know they're going to use it as a weapon no you actually have to make the pin which makes this match a definite high spot match it's hilarious so nightheart also played in the nfl briefly was he uh for the raiders and the cowboys wow i did not know that so both of these players we're football, football players. players. All right. And they both look like football players. These They're both are huge. huge. Yes. Uh, of course, we've been talking the whole time about how big Butch Reed is. He, he's massive. Jim's not a small boy either. But Butch kind of dwarfs him a little bit. And you're like, Jesus, this man is big. And I don't know if it's because the men are so big in this ring or maybe the ring crew was high when they put this ring together. But that is a very wobbly, wobbly ring. <laughs> the ropes are yeah. very loose. Every time they hit the ropes, you think they're going to just keep going into the crowd. Did the ring seem a little the bit ring, bigger too? Like the, wider? Yeah, it was an odd shaped ring. It was almost more like a, a, a weird rectangle almost. And uh, there's no apron around it. There's not much barrier between the crowd and, and the wrestlers, but everyone's kind of behaving themselves. You got a lot of just rock and roll dudes in the crowd, man. <laughs> There's a lot of big hair and big glasses in that crowd. A lot of flannel and a lot of trucker hats, uh, but they're into it, man. Uh, so the match starts off. I mean, they work really well together and it's super stiff. I mean, they're just hammering each other. Huge uh, clotheslines. Uh, you know, they're off the off the middle rope going all over the place um, and throwing each other to the outside. I mean, just it, it's brutal. Looks great. Uh, these two big hosses going at it. Um, so Butch is the first one to uh, retrieve the helmet. And he's like, all right, man, he's going to put him away. Uh, then Jim comes in with a, a big power slam off the top rope. And it's, it's funny to see him take that uh, bump with the helmet on. The helmet's a great visual. <laughs> it is good. It looks <laughs> it good. Great visual. They, they have no chin strap on. <laughs> no. It is a wobbly yeah. and it's an Mega old school, Man helmet. Yeah, yeah, it's an old school style helmet, too. Uh, so Jim immediately rips it off of him. And he's like, oh, I got this, man. He gets down in uh, three-point stance, man, jumping around like he is. Uh, you're just going to straight up spear him and goes for the spear. Butch has got a little trick up his sleeve, man. Hits him with the powder. Explosion of powder right in the face. I don't know if uh, it was creatine or steroids. I don't know what it was, but... Uh, Cookie, what's it feel like to get powder in your eyes? <laughs> oh, uh, it's like a Jean-Claude Van Damme in Bloodsport. That's exactly <laughs> what I feel like. Thank you, Cookie. At this point, uh, Butch steals the helmet back, heads to the top rope. Meanwhile, Jim is uh, wandering around. He looks like the final scene off Scarface. Because uh, he's just, you know, the face full of powder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at this point, Butch hits him off the top rope with a headbutt from the helmet. And at first, I thought Jim got busted open the hard way. But then you don't have to look very close to see <laughs> him stab himself in the forehead. I don't want to break kayfabe too much. But uh, Jim starts bleeding like a stuck pig. <laughs> it was it was yeah. a lot the visual with the blood and the powder on his face and everything it, it, it was a lot uh at this point he's you know he's done for butch uh body slams him gets the pin of course wearing the helmet 
Um, and that should be it, man. He's, he made short work of uh, Jim, but no, he's not done with him. No, he keeps bashing him in the head with that damn helmet. And some of those shots are a little stiff too. <laughs> you ever that, been hit dude? by a football helmet? <laughs> With not, not without wearing a <laughs> yeah, without I did, one. I did punch a guy once in his football helmet. I did too. That's stupid. It's dumb. It's the dumbest it's thing. The dumbest. It's I one of the dumbest things. I didn't have my helmet on, and he punched me, and that was the end of it. Because <laughs> you're like, ooh. Yeah, you get punched in the face. You're like, oh, yeah. I'm not going to continue to fight. Yeah, no, no, we're done. Yeah, it, it, it was an interesting uh, kind of dynamic. Uh, Tolbert just went from 100 to zero, I think. Uh, well, he, let's he, just finish this up. I just want right. to say he kept it professionally. He looked up, saw the score was 2-1. He's fine. Now it's 3-1, and he's chugging his beer. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I thought that this goalie got a lot of money. Anyway, to, yeah, to... Jim, <laughs> Jim, his defense Jim's head feels like my soul right now <laughs> in this match because uh, Butch Reed just kept fucking pounding him with it. Oh, no, that, that one was on the goalie. Yeah, that was just you got. Oh, he gave fuck, it to him, man. Too. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, uh, his assistant comes to to his help. It's Terry Taylor, is it? Okay, That's Terry Taylor. Right. It's his, his assistant, well, Terry his, Taylor. His, his uh, yeah, yeah. You know, his protege, his yeah. ring size yeah. buddy, his young boy, his, his, his young, young lion, his young lion <laughs> comes to his rescue. Just check on him. He doesn't look so good, and uh, he's 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 propped up on the ropes there. Why Butch is celebrating with the crowd with his victory, and while he's being tended to, he just gives Jim a whack right from the outside of the ring one more time for good measure. <laughs> then goes in on you said Terry Taylor. Terry Taylor goes in on him and just beating him with that football helmet. Former Guilford College football alumni. Oh, there's all just kinds like of myself. Football players in this. Just like myself. Anyway, don't you have to graduate from the college to be an alumni? He didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't either. So fuck you, Mike. That's a thing Guilford has. You know, it's. You know, <laughs> participation degrees. <laughs> two years, two letters. I'm fine. Anyway, great match. Two hosses battling out in a wobbly ring. Uh, it got bloody. It got nasty. Got uh, it got physical. Got physical. Yeah, it did. Wait, yeah. was that your your haiku? No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought that was the haiku. I do have a haiku though. Uh, you should because that's your segment, All right? Or is this gonna die off like the the social media <laughs> segment? This was a founding segment bit like I, I had to create all of my bits by myself so oh, uh, after a hundred episodes we might have to move to a new poetry style like uh, uh like, limericks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we can do limericks how, how are you gonna get a <laughs> how are you gonna get a marijuana pun out of limericks? <laughs> a man he was a man named butch reed <laughs> who liked to yeah. sow his seed he had powder <laughs> up his sleeve <laughs> He da 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 I remember reading that on the bathroom wall when That's I was like, best. I read like, that at Scout Camp. Scout Camp was the first time I ever read that one. What was the first part of it? It was uh, here I broken hearted. <laughs> came to shit, but only farted. Classic, classic, classic <laughs> lyrics. There once was a bubba bubba. All right, give me your haiku. Oh man, tighten oh. up them ropes. <laughs> That's illegal contact, Butch. Give Jim some space, Butch. There you go. There you go. All right, we are gonna end this episode of Two Dollar Steak Cookie. You got any final thoughts? Doom, baby. Doom, Doom baby. That was episode, what, 94? 95. Not, that's 95? So the last episode. If we count last week, yeah. <laughs> we counted it. It's 12 minutes. <laughs> it was the shortest episode we've ever done uh, because we were all half-assed and didn't want to do anything. And I had. Aaron was trying not to breathe the air. Yeah, I was, I was ready to get the fuck out. Uh, so so we've got, what, five? Four uh, episodes. Five episodes. God damn it, Aaron. <laughs> 96, 97, 98, 99, the magical 100. 100. What what are we going to do for the 100th episode? I don't know. We're hopefully it doesn't fall on an episode or a week that that Liverpool is playing. Uh anyways, thank you for listening to $2 Steak a Pro Wrestling Podcast. We'll be at next week and uh we'll figure out some stuff. I don't know. We'll we'll talk about some more African American wrestlers. We'll 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 have a good episode put together for you. Thank you for listening once again. Follow us on Twitter. 
Yeah, follow, follow us on Twitter so we can actually have at $2 stick underscore. a segment. Especially if you're a sex bot. <laughs> <laughs>